It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the BIHA podcast. I'm joined by Nick Ivel. How are you today, Nick? I am not too bad. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rambo. Yourself? I'm fine. Uh, how are you finding this uh, this morning shift for doing the podcasts? It's, it's, it's a struggle. Like it is, like uh, a Saturday morning at nine a.m. There's a lot of things I was thinking about doing Rambo, and this is one of them. So, oh well, it made the cut. <laughs> um, well, wafting the kit, kit a little bit. We're doing the pod. Uh, it's uh, nine a.m. on the sixteenth of November. So, um, by the time this comes out, some of the stuff we've said will have happened. So you'll know if we're we're good at predicting stuff, and uh, there'll be, you know, there'll be a chance to see things develop. But um, we need to do it at some point, and uh, um, and this was the point that I was available because I'm I'm a very busy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got we've got a lot to get to. We've uh, we've got uh, a new club to introduce to you all, uh, and we've also got um, a really good cause uh, charity game to discuss with uh, a bit of a BIHA, well, hockey legend in herself. Um, so we'll get to all that. Uh, down the show, but um, if we maybe start off with the uh, divisions, Nick, a couple of games in, and most of them, um, except maybe uh, non-checking three, which I don't think much has really happened in yet. Um, so if we look at checking one north, um, we discussed this, and you you said at the time that you discounted Leeds, uh, and it's normally between recently, it's been Edinburgh and St Andrews, but. Sheffield are uh, showing us what they're all about in that division. Yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate enough that on the uh, on the twenty seventh when they played down in Nottingham, the Kings had got a double header as the next two games and managed to see some of the Sheffield A team in action in that game. And uh, and Rambo, I'll I'll call me impressed. Like uh, I was um, I was really impressed by that team. They looked like a disciplined kind of well uh, well run outfit. They've got a big bench. Um, played a kind of up-tempo game, um, really, really controlled proceedings against Nottingham. We know it can be a can be a tricky team in Division One, but um, and then obviously the more important one, unfortunately for uh, for you you Scots out there, in terms of for you Edinburgh fans, they obviously uh, took the win against the Eagles the other day, which I didn't even know about until I've just clicked on this. So yeah, wow, that's um, that is a statement. That's a that's a statement winning. That is uh, that is probably the biggest loss the Eagles have suffered in in a long time. Um, I think there was the there was a season that they they had the game decide decider with St Andrews in the last game and completely capitulated. That was maybe two or three seasons ago. So um, this is definitely the biggest the biggest uh, pounding they've had from another BIHA team in a in a long time. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
um, as as someone from the Eagles, uh, you know, with an Eagles background, I was a little bit shocked that they were that they were beaten quite so comprehensively in that game. But obviously, it's Sheffield showing what they're about. And if you look on paper at what Sheffield have signed um, and what's who are playing for Sheffield, you got Tom Brooksmith. He's trying out for GBU. You've got the Glassby brothers. You've got Peter Toth, who comes is highly regarded by me, if not everyone else. Yeah, um, I remember Toth from uh, last year's stream. Yeah, um, Will uh, Will Payne, Solomon Smith, who's a GBU international internationalist and a Jamaican internationalist. Yeah. Um, and and also and he's not and Pywell, who's not actually in the top score. I'm actually just looking at the top scorers here, and there's and the, obviously there's only a couple of games in, but um, in the top ten there is six or seven Sheffield players, um, yeah. rather. So it, it, it's it's mad. It, they've got such a good they, and they they should do really. I mean, they come from basically hockey town, UK. Yeah. I know there's people from Nottingham who'll get mad at me about that, but Sheffield is kind of hockey town, UK. Um, and unfortunately, we, they, with that, we have to deal with David Sims. But that's that's another story for another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, that the, the north, the north, though, I would say still we need to see what Leeds are all about. Um, and St Andrews haven't played Sheffield yet, so we'll see what they're all about as well. Uh, to be fair, you would definitely say when's the last time outside of kind of. Well, unfortunately, and, and sorry to Manchester, and even I'll apologise to myself, like Northumbria and uh, and Leeds, outside of kind of the, the bottom feeders, you don't really get scores like this in Division 1 in terms of a 7-1 turnaround for the Eagles is a, is a bad day at the office. Certainly is. I mean, we'll see We'll see what they're, they're made of at home. Um, they should have more players available at home um, to them, as, as far as I understand. Um, it was a, probably the lowest number that's travelled with the Eagles for a long time as well. I think they only had 11 skaters, which is, I know that seems like an absolute luxury to most teams, but the Eagles don't normally have that few when they go away. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what they're, what they're made of at home. And we'll see how Sheffield travel um, across across the border, you know, past the wall, being Hadrian's wall, and, uh, and, and up there. Uh, up north, so you know there's a there's a lot to a lot to unpack in the next uh, in the next few games. And um, obviously that game will happen tomorrow now, but um, we'll we'll see uh, how Sheffield cope. And uh, Leeds are playing their first game tomorrow, I, th- I think as well in uh, in St Andrews. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll be on the line for that game. I've been allocated on the line for that game, so I'll get a first hand look at how uh, Le- Leeds are doing because I, I don't really know an awful lot about them. And uh, they've not played in the games yet, so. Uh, <laughs> um, and we'll come on. We'll come on to the the ice rink difficulties they've uh, they faced as well, because um, you're you're the first team that's um, having to go and play them in Bradford this season. So. Yeah, uh, which we're absolutely over the moon about. <laughs> um, and then uh, down the south, well, talk about wide open. Um. In, <laughs> Imperial start the season, um, but putting a beating on uh, Cambridge. Cambridge that is uh, that was in Cambridge. Then Cambridge go to Imperial and beat them. <laughs> so the season's wide open. I know that Oxford have played 
um, London, but that game's not up yet. Um, on the they've not put their thing up. Tut tut tut, Oxford, come on. Um, but they, it's looking like, and I mean, Cardiff lost by a goal in their game against uh, London away. So it doesn't look it doesn't look to me like this is a division that's going to have a clear clear winner until it's all done because. I mean, I'm not sure what the London score is with Oxford, but it is one of these ones where any team could be any team. And uh, Imperial certainly, normally the new boys, you think, oh, they'll come up, they'll they'll get blasted and they'll maybe pick up one win or, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be frisky in all their games. But Imperial come up and straight away put a beating on Cambridge in the first game in their new rink. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I quite like that. I'm quite liking the South. I'm uh, I'm hoping we can we can keep our eye on it. And uh, I think we talked about that we'd quite like to go to the the first varsity game in the in Cambridge. So hopefully we can. Organize... you listen. Yeah, at some point we'll well somebody will listen to us. Um, hopefully Cambridge uh, can hook us up with some uh, with some tickets. Um, yeah, and then uh, if if we move on, keeping it keeping with checking. Uh, it, Division two north, Nick. Uh, obviously, you, your team's involved in that. Um, you've had a couple of games now. Uh, do you want to you want to talk us through how they went, just briefly? Yeah, we um, we started off the season going down to Nottingham. Not always the the easiest trip or the nicest trip to have first, but it, it is what it is. And managed to go down there and, and grind out a grind out a win. Maybe not the most um, fluid that we've ever been, but actually, we do have quite a lot of kind of new faces, new to the A-team this year, so we kind of was happy to just get the result. Um, uh, that Nottingham team as well, obviously, I know they've beaten Newcastle twice. Like, I don't think um, I don't think that was a, necessarily a massive surprise. I think having played both teams now, having played Newcastle and uh, Nottingham, I think Nottingham probably, as you can see from the results, were, were a lot stronger. Um but then, obviously, we we played the Sheffield team as well, and I, I I can tell you something. I was incredibly impressed by that um that Sheffield team, which then obviously went down to Manchester and got turned over. So what does that tell you about the Metros this year? I don't know. It's um it's interesting. Already you've got uh obviously <laughs> only very early in, but there's only Manchester that are still unbeaten. So it could be very interesting. I know that we've um. The next real match of interest for us is obviously we play Manchester a week, uh, well, in six days' time, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, Div Two, I think we we always said that you, you could pick any of those teams could have a could have a good stab at this. And uh, again, I, I would still I I'd uh, I'd be fancying the Metros if I was uh, anyone else. Yeah, yeah, and I maybe want to watch out for the the Metros Levente Rask or Racks. Um, uh, he's got six points after one game, and and that's one of these ones where it's not like he got six points and it was a forty-five nothing game. It was ten-five, which is still pretty close in hockey terms. So he's obviously you know, um, you know, needing to, needing to get those. Uh, of course, there is a familiar face right at the top, smiling at me as a as a look at the top point scorers in the division, uh, and Adam uh, Perry or uh, Le- Petite General, as he got known, um, after the spelling mistake of his name, uh, and uh, 
Tori Yoon, um, I'm looking at, sorry, I'm now looking at goalie stats, Tori Yoon of UCL. Um, and that's a team we'll come on to in a second. Um, leading the, the goalie stats, the goals against average, uh, shutouts and things. Um, in the South, and there's not been a lot of games played in the South, and that's largely because it's, they seem to find it more difficult in the South too to actually get ice times. Um, and the rinks seem to cancel stuff on them, and it's just a bit, a bit of a mess at times. Um, but I did not expect UCL to to beat Kent quite so badly. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a harsh um, harsh welcome to check in. Yeah. I mean, good for Kent and check it and and stepping up to check in because it's it's difficult to do, and I can see why teams are a little bit you know put off by it. But they step up, and then they get they get beat nine nine nil in their own yard. Um it's not it's not the most pleasant way to start a season. But um that being said, uh UCL, I know they're they're sort of aggressively trying to recruit as the best players they can get that come to UCL. Um and uh obviously that's given them a nice start to the season. Um and we'll see how the other teams stack up. Uh Southampton are playing uh UCL tonight. Um, so by the time this podcast's out, that game will have been played, and that'll been that'll be interesting to see how Southampton are after um, you know sort of rebooting uh, and checking. Um, and uh, Birmingham with a nice win away to Coventry as well. So another uh, yeah, another uh, team at the start. There's only really been one one game played uh, maximum for any of these teams at the moment. So we're we're just waiting to see how they get on, really. Um, and the season sort of will kick off in more more groove this this weekend. Um, Coventry are are playing um, they're playing Kent Knights this weekend, so we'll see how Kent get on there. Both teams suffered a loss, so one of them's going to have at least a point um, by by the end of tonight as well. So um, we'll see how they get on. Um, and uh, I know Tory Yudin uh, played for London last year in nationals because. UCL didn't have a checking team, um, so I think UCL maybe ride the back of his coattails because he was a very good goalie last year. I think we considered him. I don't think he got in the All Star team, but I think we considered him certainly for the All Star yeah, team. Very, very close. Yeah, in fact, I'll have I'll have a look at that now and see if we did we did actually put him in. Um, so uh, Nick, yeah, um, before we go into non-checking, as a normal do we break it up? Uh, the uh, the BIHA, um, as you know, we. Uh, Hockey's a big family. Um, I think that's fair to say. You've got probably some good friends that play for other teams. Would you? Um, would, would you say that? Would you? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah. Um, and uh, as as you as you're well aware, sometimes um, family family needs help in other ways out, outside the hockey rink, and health and and other things can become difficult and you stick by those people that you've you've met in the met in the ice rink. Um and in this particular case, um before we go into this interview, this is exactly the proof of why hockey family is so important um down the line for people because uh a a bunch of great GBU women's uh, sorry GBU GB women's players are getting together to put on um a charity game for Kirsty Hopgood. And I'm not going to go into too much detail about who she is because the interview will explain all that. 
Um, but to me, it's heartwarming to just see, you know, how hockey family and how hockey players get together and, and rally behind someone. So I interviewed uh, Biachi um, legend, um, uh, Beth Schoon, and uh, I'll just uh, cut to that now. So uh, I'm joined here by uh, Full GB International and uh, BIHA legend, uh, Bethany Schoon. How are we tonight, Beth? Good, thanks, Rambo. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, and Beth, one of the reasons that I brought you on, the, the main reason was to talk about uh, Kirsty Hopgood and the, the upcoming All-Star game. Could you tell us a bit about Kirsty and and the uh, the charity that this involves? Of course, yeah. So we first met Kirsty in our last year of GB under 18s, where she came on board as a sports therapist. Um, she did so much for us all while we were in under 18s and continued on to seniors. Um, she came on as a sports therapist, as I said, but took her role a lot further than that, went above and beyond for us all, helped with strength and conditioning, um, nutrition, all the way through to mental toughness and things like that. Um, Earlier this year, we got the unfortunate news that she'd been diagnosed with osteosarcoma. Um, so as soon as we heard about this, uh, myself, Saffron Allen, Louise Adams and Jody Bloom got together, decided that we'd start up a charity match to be held in, in her in her honour her honor, um, and just to, to celebrate recovery and help raise a bit of money as well. So um, we got together with that idea and we've been developing that. Okay, and... Uh- the, the match itself, when when and where does that take place? Uh, so it's taking place in Oxford Ice Rink on the 29th of December um, in between Christmas and New Year. So hopefully no one's got anything on and can come down and watch uh, face-offs at half past four. Um, and we'll run for a couple of hours and then um, we'll have a chance afterwards for a sort of meet and greet and get to chat with everyone. And we'll do some raffle prizes and things as well. So um, shaping up to be a really good day, um, a lot of good fun. It'll be nice to see Kirsty herself. Hopefully she's uh, able to make it along. Um, and just to see all the girls playing in the match as well and hopefully raise some good money for a worthwhile cause. Now, the uh, the match itself is is one of the fundraising things, obviously the entry and things, but there's uh, there's ongoing uh, auctions for for jerseys online, is that is that correct? That's right, yep. Um, Rhino Sports were um, very, very nice to us and provided the shirts free of charge, so um, it's a good opportunity for people to get a part of history and uh, make a bid on a shirt. It'll help raise money for great causes. Um, it's Macmillan and Cancer Research um, and Kirsty herself that we're splitting the, the funds three ways, so they're all very worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, the auctions on shirts, that's ongoing. Um, all the details are on Facebook at the moment, so if you search for Kirsty Hopgood's All-Stars, um, all the winning bids so far are up there and you can enter as well. Um, very soon we'll be announcing some really good raffle prizes as well and we'll be able to sell tickets over the Facebook page or uh, through any of the girls playing in the match as well so um, can confirm some of the prizes of that we've got some tickets to the GB men's Olympic qualifiers in Nottingham um, boxes at the Sheffield Steelers games uh, also Murrayfield Racers games so lots of exciting things to win and uh, lots of non-hockey prizes coming up as well so um, lots of things going on lots of ways to get involved and um, you uh, you guys are obviously split into to two teams there's there's some girls I've heard of Louise Saffron you've mentioned um, but how, how did how were the teams worked out was that a, was that a straight draft or 
Yeah, so basically we got in touch with everyone that's had worked with Kirsty in whatever capacity throughout the years. So whether that was GB under 18s, GB seniors and some of the England programs as well. Um, and obviously based on the, the team numbers, there was an outpour of support for her and everyone wanted to be involved. So, um, it was just sort of just evenly split up the teams. I think there's a high standard in each. So it wasn't really a case of matching ability or anything. It was just to get everyone together and have a good time and raise some money. That was the main idea. Okay. And, um, is there, I don't know if there's anything I've missed about the match you want to tell anyone, but, um, is there anyone besides, uh, Kirsty, you know, your teammates, is there anyone else you want to give a, a special shout out to in the pod? Um, I think just everyone that's been involved in organising, obviously the four of us, Saffron, Louise and Jody, um, has been really quite fun. We're all good friends, so it's been good to organise an event like this together. Um, and also to all the girls that have signed up and uh, wanted to come and play. Um, a lot of girls are ex-GB players and are putting on the skates just for this, so um, that's very admirable to see. And I think that just uh, speaks volumes of how much Kirsty means to all of us and how much we want to give back to her for supporting us all these years as well. Excellent. Thank you very much, Beth. Thanks, Rambo. Yeah, so uh, Nick, um, you know Beth. Um, you know some of the players that are going to be playing in this game. Uh, something that people should really try and go to and uh, you know get involved with? Yeah, massively. In terms of, it's it's one of those things that even if you can't physically be there, like we've talked about again, and you said there, it's about family. And sometimes family, you do have other commitments and you have other things, but it doesn't mean that you don't care about what's going on. And, and I would say to everyone out there listening, like everyone is part of this hockey family and this is a, this is a big a uh, big occasion for supporting that and for supporting uh, a, an incredibly good cause as, as part of what's going on there. And people need to um, people need to come together. And like obviously you can see there from all the all the hard work that the girls are doing and pulling together the game and the support that they're getting for it. It doesn't mean that there can't be the that Imperial can't suddenly get behind this or like we can't all get behind it because it, it just needs support on social media, support through donations, anything that people can give, even if people can do fundraising by themselves and, and just submit that. Like it, it's a massive kind of, it, it's all about hockey family that you were talking about there. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've, uh, it's, it's, it's in Oxford ice, ice rink, um, which I know is a bit of a trek for some people. Um, but, Actually, it's a really, I would say it's a really nice ice rink. If you like coffee, it's got a very nice coffee um, thing up the stairs as well. Uh, this is sort of some of the creme de la creme of, of British female hockey players that are playing in this game. Uh, so if you just like hockey and you're not really sure about the charities, then and you're in the area, go. Um, you know, there's it's something for everyone. If you're not feeling that charitable, then go to the game because the, the game itself should be a cracker, should be great fun. Um, you can bid on jerseys. I'm not sure if you can buy jerseys individually like your own one, uh, but you can bid on the players' jerseys like a shirt off the back um, auction. Um, there's raffle prizes. Uh, you know, Beth went through that there. So um, do get in, do get involved in it. This is not something that's the BHA are involved in. We're not trying to promote our own our own uh, material. This is just something that we wanted to promote as. Um, as a couple of guys uh, who love hockey and are part of that hockey family. 
Yeah. Um, so we'll move, we'll move on to non-checking now, uh, Nick, um, and we'll go through that a bit. Um, and then we can we can have a bit of chat about some of the other things that are going on in the BIHA um, and take it take it from there. So uh, non-checking one, um, the North, um, well, pretty much you guys have had the most games. Yeah, and it's not it's not went particularly um, particularly well for you for you guys to to kick off the season. No, um, uh, definitely not. I think um, in perhaps a, a little bit different division to some of the other the other teams that you've got there, and and with the greatest respect to Sheffield and uh, Sheffield C and Nottingham C, those teams were well put put it this way from having played against the the Mavs B. Um, there's certainly some players on that C team who should probably be uh, knocking on the B team coach's door. Yeah. Um, because they were a good outfit, and we always knew this. We knew that um, we knew that Division Three was becoming uh, a hotbed for some quality hockey. We've seen that at nationals for the last couple of years, and this is just uh, this is just proving it. There are some really good players, and Adam Carrot playing in uh, Tier Three. <laughs> Adam Carrot's in the it's the third top point scorer at the moment. People. Yeah. Do something. We can't, <laughs> we can't have this. Um interestingly, uh Nick, just speaking about Adam and uh he is a bit of a character and he became a bit of a legend because he took perhaps the most foolish match penalty that we've ever seen. <laughs> and he, uh he uh he is um now a referee. Uh yes he is indeed. He seems to be a reformed character. Yeah. And uh, and actually, I had a I had a good chat with him down at the referees camp. He's a great guy, and as much as we slag him off, he, he is a he is a good guy. Um, and the uh, one of the BHA players that I really do like sort of catching up with. So uh, I, definitely, um, I definitely think he's someone who uh, has matured like a, a fine wine, and I think we can we can we can take credit for some of that development, Rambo. Yeah, we- yeah. Well, it all started with the tough love from Mill Dog uh, in the <laughs> in that final. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I think I think we could all take credit for the for the rehabilitation of Adam Carrot. Yeah, watching him grow from that little uh, that little uh, shrub. Yeah. Um, but no, I think he's definitely someone who would be uh, be great to potentially get him on either on the podcast or certainly come nationals time, come up the stairs and come and, come and have a chat. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that division. It's looking like Sheffield uh, and Nottingham seem to be. Have their wits about them, perhaps. I mean, obviously Sheffield C, where there was a checking team that was Sheffield C, some of those players have stepped down um, from uh, checking to non-checking, and it seems to be working out for them. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how see how they go, and uh, certainly some of the players in there for uh, Nottingham, as you said, perhaps maybe maybe in the wrong division slightly. Um, that'll all sort itself out in the wash, I'm sure. Um, the South London B uh, leading the way, plus 11 goal difference already. But it, weirdly, um, beat Oxford Vikings, who are plus 14 goal difference. Um, so the Vikings, I think, put a, a beat down on, uh, yeah, on Birmingham, 17-2 in in oh. uh, in Oxford. Um, and then the uh, the London Dragons B uh, beat them 4-3. So that would have been a that would have been a tasty little game because we do like a one goal game. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so yeah, that that's all to play for. Uh, there's every chance that Oxford could go to London and turn them over. Yep. Yep. Um, 
So uh, moving on to non-checking two, which I think is really the last division we can have any kind of discussion about. In fact, we can't really have that much discussion. There's only been uh, two games played <laughs> so far, or certainly two games showing up so far. Uh, Sheffield D uh, looking like the real deal with a 31 win over Nottingham Mavericks D, who maybe haven't balanced the rosters in. Um, and uh, Cambridge Women's Blues um, beating the Oxford Vikings B. Um, 11, no, not 11 1. Is that 11 1? Yeah, no, 11 0. Uh, I did not see that coming um, at all. Um, I think I think the Oxford Blues beat Oxford Vikings B um, as well, and that game sheet hasn't been approved yet. Maybe because they're the same club, we need to do that. So we'll have to look at that later. Um, so yeah, not much to talk about in that. But Cambridge Women's Blues, who have not had the best of times. Um, Putting putting a beat down on someone, which is uh, a bit of a, a turnaround for them. So good for them. Yep, it is indeed. Yeah, um, and of course, there's no point looking at the top point scorer. All, Oliver Govins is is he in relation to uh, Joe Govins? Yes, he is brother. So there's a, there's a Govins a Govins uh, sort of contingent in the BHA, and there's now a, and the Glassbys seem to well Lawson's flown the nest, but there's all there's three Glassbys now as well. There is indeed. Oh, oh my word. Um, okay. So um and then non checking three essentially I don't think any uh, there's one game being played. Oh no, there's actually there's actually um two games being played. London Dragons have played two games, lo- won one, lost one. Um Imperial C lost to London and um Birmingham beat London five nil. Um, the good thing for for uh, London is if they'd forfeited, they would have still been the same result. Uh, yeah, the main question is, Rambo, what time are you leaving today on the bus? We are leaving um, at one fifteen uh, to go and play our first uh, our first ever cup game. Um, and we have we have a hotel, so we're not we're not driving back through the night. Good, good choice. So where 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 did you did you choose? Uh, where the I- so. No, um, we, the Ibis was actually quite expensive, um, so we, we're we're actually staying in the Wheelie Edge uh, Travel oh, Lodge, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is about twenty twenty minutes away from Sheffield, just to just to see. So we're on the way up the road anyway, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's why that's what we're doing, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to playing our first game. That was a new. Sorry. Can't really accommodate all of you. No, no. <laughs> I said I know that there has been some times where you've pulled off at my house for a pit stop, but um, don't know if I could accommodate all of you. No, that might be it. Might be a bit much uh, to to do that again. Um, so uh, Nick, that's that's the roundup of the divisions. Um, coming up in the BIG, uh, the next GBU camp is the fourth of December. If you're listening to this and thinking I feel like I could make GBU, then get in touch uh, with myself. I'm I'm trying to get as many players to these camps as possible so the coaches can have a look at them. Uh, so that's coming up on the 4th of December in a Sheffield. It's a whole day event um, and it's a, it's a good bit of training. So even if you think I'm not 100% sure I'll make it, but you feel confident you can maybe skate a bit with these guys, then give us a bell. Uh, and then obviously the, uh, the, there's the winter camp, Nick, and I believe that that is now almost sold out. 
I can confirm, I believe, as of right now, there is one space <coughs> with uh, with a flight provided still available. One space. After that, it's uh, make your own way kind of dealing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, that, that I would I would advise try to get that space if you can because uh, the last thing you need is to sort of have to hire huskies and all sorts to get yourself to Vienabaki. So um, it's. Uh, it's it's best if you get your own own space. Oh, that said, there is a coach from Helsinki if you get the uh, right thing. So the so the main question I've been waiting to save on that topic, Rambo. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, will you be partaking in the cross country skiing? <laughs> I, I've not decided on that yet. <laughs> my my body was in tatters after it the last day. I think I might. I would maybe try it with the freestyle skis this time. I think I would maybe fare better than trying to ski ski like those sort of. You know, Swedish legends and that sort of straight legged sort of style yeah, that they do. The hell they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so I'll make you a deal. If, if, if you, if you ski, I'll ski. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. And then we, one of us will hopefully have a phone with enough battery to phone for help. You mean <laughs> one of us hopefully doesn't fall over first and break their phone so they can't record the other one falling over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Um, obviously, last year I was there with uh, GBU, but um, this time I'm uh, part of the the staff for the, the the camp, and we'll be doing what is asked of me uh, in terms of the coaching coaching regard. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to to getting involved and getting stuck in, and of course, um, being involved in the the Winter Classic again, uh, which was good fun last year. Yes. <laughs> Was indeed. We'll have to see how see how that goes this year. But again, uh, you guys, if you're interested in Finland and want to know more, feel free. Obviously, contact myself or Rambo. We'll point you in the right direction. Um, in which case, Rambo is probably going to point you in my direction. But um, but guys, get involved. Like I say, it's a it's an incredible opportunity. It's an incredible place to go. Um, it's probably the best way to start your 2020. Put it that way. Um. A good bunch of uh, a good bunch of mixture of different teams going. Like uh, I know quite a lot of the names on the list, and thank you very much, guys, for signing up. And uh, it's a really friendly experience, especially for you guys if you're looking out there just to develop your game and spend a bit of time just with some a different coach or a different voice or with experienced talking people around you. Like you can improve so much in that uh, in that week. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and. Um... What I would also say to you guys is it's it's just even if you're the hockey and learning all about hockey isn't your thing, it's just a lot of fun as well. Um and you you get to go you get to go to us um SM Liga game. Uh I think that's right off the bat in the proposed schedule. I, I, I think it is. Yeah, um before we even get to Viramaki. So that'll be you exciting. Know, if, if if you're lucky enough you can buy some garish orange tracksuit and <laughs> everyone can buy one. Yeah. And uh, and also um, you'll uh, you'll just have fun and you'll you'll get to sample the the local beers and and have a good time. So yep. yeah. Um, so Nick, um, on that topic and you and you said it quite eloquently. There's a lot of teams uh, involved in this, um, and I know for a fact there's at least one or two of these players going along. Um, we now have a new team in Glasgow, uh, and. Uh, I had an interview with their uh, president Oliver Edby, um, and he told me a bit about how they got it all started. Um, so I'm joined with uh, Oliver Edby of the Glasgow Stags. How are we doing, Oliver? I'm good, thank you, Rambo. How are you? Um, very well, and it's uh, 
it's good to speak to someone who's a new member of the BIHA family. Um, yeah. Before we get into the stags, uh, tell us a bit about how you got into hockey. Uh, yeah, so I started hockey when I was um, 10 or 11, um, and I was a junior in Scotland, so up in the north of Scotland in Elgin. Um, there's a very small ice rink there, uh, but they have like a local rec team, and I did that until I was about 14. Um, but me and all my brothers, so I've got two brothers, and they both played as well, but we we're all in different age groups, so it was a little bit hard for my parents to sort of drive us around Scotland. Uh, so unfortunately, I had to quit then. Um, but since then, I've really wanted to get back into it. Right, and uh, and is that is that when you thought, saw an opportunity when you went to Glasgow University? Is that is that how it all? Oh well, yeah. So like as as you know, like there hasn't been a, a student team in Glasgow uh, for, for a long time, if ever. And I was always just waiting for someone else to do it. Um, so before I was at Glasgow, I was actually at Strathclyde, so I've done another degree. Um, and I waited for the whole four years and nothing came about. So when I got into Glasgow, I was like, right, if no one else is going to do it, you know, I've just got to do it myself. <laughs> and hopefully some other people will be interested. And uh, so uh, how, did, how did you go about starting the team? Because it's quite interesting. I've, I mean, I've started teams, but it's quite interesting to hear how, how someone else went about it. Yeah, so um, it basically started, we have an anonymous confession uh, page on Facebook, like most universities, and someone posted up there, why isn't there an ice skating club? And I replied, and so did so many other people about like not just ice hockey, but ice skating, figure skating, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and basically out of that, we, we got a committee meeting together. Uh, well, it wasn't a committee then, but we became the committee. Um and, you know, there's a few of us who are interested in ice hockey. Uh, we just kind of went from there, really. Um, we voted in positions and what we were going to do. Um, and then from that point, the hard work really sort of started. And I didn't appreciate how much work it actually was to start an ice hockey club. Because uh, then we'd have to start thinking about, uh, you know, ice rinks, uh, the funding situation. We were always wanting to be friendly to beginners as well. So... We need sort of sufficient funding to get a communal kit to help players out as well. Um, that was a big, a big part of it as well because from the start we always we wanted a, a club that was friendly to beginners. Because uh, I'm aware that um, Edinburgh and St Andrews they're they're more sort of catered towards experienced players, uh, so that was really good to try and bring that to Scotland anyway. Um, and yeah, basically it just. Together with the ice skating side of the club, we've just done really well. We've got a really good committee together. And, yeah, it's just gone uh, really well. So looking forward to the year and everything to go ahead as well. And uh, you, you, me you mentioned there that it's a sort of ice skating club. So does mm. having that strong affiliation with perhaps the, the figure skating side of... Uh, of yeah. Uh, does that help? or? Yeah, it definitely. Like They, they make up... Uh, at least half of the committee that we have at the moment. Um, and they've got so many contacts within sort of the skating world, within rinks. Um, and also the, we have skating sessions, which are friendly to people who have never skated before. And so if someone wanted to get to ice hockey and they've never skated before, we can sort of put them into those skating sessions that we have. And once they get to sort of a minimum ability, we can then take them on in the ice hockey club. 
so that side of things has been really good. And we've actually had a lot of figure skaters come over to the hockey side. Uh, it's got a bit of like the Mighty Duck sort of situation happening. Um, but they actually make really good hockey players. Um, and they're all really enthusiastic and just excited to, to start. But yeah, obviously, like, yeah, it's been really good with all the figure skaters. It's been so helpful with everything as well. And uh, what, tell us about what you've got. I think you've got a couple of coaches. Um, one in particular is well known to be uh, Phil Eddy. What, what's it like having a, a grizzled BIHA veteran around? Oh yeah, he's, Phil's been brilliant. He's it's just so useful having someone who knows uh, everything with the UHA because, as he said, like I'm a complete beginner to it. And apart from um, a couple of our players who are experienced in the BHA, uh, you know, I didn't have much knowledge of it. So Phil was really good bringing that into it, and um, sort of the rules and what we can do as a team and all the nationals and like the cup and all that kind of stuff. Just like basically everything UHA. Um, and Phil is really enthusiastic. Uh, he was actually saying that if we didn't start a club in Glasgow, he was going to do it like the next year or the year after. Um, so he's just really, really happy to be involved. And he, we, he's actually our, our goalie for this year so far. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's very good that he can play for us because otherwise we'd be goalie-less at the moment. Well, uh, yeah. he does have a distinguished record that I've never scored in them. So. All right, okay. That's, that's something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> didn't know that <laughs> I mean I, I've not scored a lot of goals but I mean he does have that record uh, <laughs> he's a big guy he's a big guy <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, how how did you come up with the name the name Stags um, yeah so we we just had a, sort of an open forum where people could just put forward suggestions um, yeah I was actually I'm not bragging or anything but I put the Stags forward because I just thought it was very kind of Scottish and you know it's like our animal pretty much um, there were a couple other good suggestions like uh, Matt of Social Sec he suggested the Iron Goats which uh, I thought was a pretty good option as well but at the end it just came down to a vote and uh, yeah, people went for the stags and I think it's quite original as well definitely no stags out there so no, no. It. it makes it easy. <laughs> it makes it easier for Nick and I uh, commentating if you guys are winning you know the stags are having a party that sort of thing Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so uh, thank you uh, for, for, for our sake. Um, now, uh, a couple of things I, I, I keep a keen, a keen eye on your Instagram and stuff. I, I notice you uh, you wear a cage. Is that you trying to be the uh, the BIH's poster boy of the future, keeping that face in check? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of that and a bit I don't really trust myself yet to not wear a cage. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually studying uh, dentistry, so I feel like it'd be a bad look if I lost some of my teeth. That that would be a bad patience. Way. <laughs> I was I was thinking I could be the the team dentist maybe, maybe maybe make some side money from it. Who knows? <laughs> you better encourage them all to start wearing half visors then if you're gonna. Get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to play in a cage obviously like as a kid and it's what I'm used to. I've never actually tried a visor before so maybe maybe one day I'll get to go and see if I, I like it. <laughs> I always think you when you when you're starting off and you. I mean, you guys will be potentially in tier six uh, nationals. Mm. I mean, I'm assuming you're entering nationals. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, you, you're probably better starting off with the cage because when you've got some beginners and they do occasionally lose an edge or whatever, sometimes the yeah. stick becomes a second thought and is up around your teeth anyway. So that's uh, a fair yeah. point. Uh, yeah. I just, thought, I just yeah. thought I'd wind you up about about something. <laughs> oh, I know. 
Um, we might actually have two teams going to nationals as well um, at the current rate of things, which is really good. That, well, that's yeah. excellent. That's that's really yeah. good going, especially in your your first season. It's good to, yeah. good to hear. Um, now, uh, you won't have you obviously won't have experienced the BIHA road trip yet. Uh, nope. <laughs> are are there any plans to to before nationals maybe go somewhere a bit more exotic, like to you know Sheffield or Nottingham or? <laughs> We'd, I'd actually love to. Um, so I've kind of we've we've elected Phil as our fixture secretary as well, and he's actively looking out for friendlies and things like that. Um, I would love it, and I think so. We've got this friendly with uh, Edinburgh Beagles coming up, as you know, <laughs> um, and after that we'll probably just see where we're at. But I would love to get some more friendlies down south. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> just yeah, well, to see where we're at as well as a team. Well, there's a lot of teams down there that are that are more willing to travel to you, and I'm, I'm no doubt they'll be more than happy to host you as well. Brilliant. Um, and so, if you yeah. if you're struggling, you can you know you can always ask me as well. So no no problem. Okay, amazing. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I mean this is the uh, the the first time the Glasgow Stags have been represented on the podcast. Um, is there mm-hmm. is there anyone you want to give a big shout out to about? Um. <laughs> Yeah, just the the whole committee, uh, especially Matt, because he actually he listens to like every podcast that goes out, every minute of it. Is is that amazing. the Hobnobs guy? Yeah, it's the Hobnobs guy. <laughs> He's probably listening to this <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, big shout out to him. But yeah, basically all the players who have um, tried hockey for the first time and they're helping out with the stags and giving it a go, especially because it's our first season everything's a little bit sort of ad hoc at the moment. So we're just, you know, cruising along and hopefully everything will stick and become a solid team with multiple different teams. <laughs> excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and Oliver, to you and, and all your committee, I'm, I'm really glad that we've got a, a, another team in Scotland. Uh, all we need now is Aberdeen, Dundee uh, to, you know, to sort their selves oh, out yeah. and Definitely, <laughs> um, and we can we can take over the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, I, I don't wish you all the best on the second of December. Uh, <laughs> I of course, of course. <laughs> respectfully. That's great. Thank, thank you, you very much, Oliver. Right, thank you very much. Cheers. So that was uh, Oliver. Um, Nick seems like a good guy. Yeah, he does. Um... Yeah, it, I, and I think both me, myself as someone who's who spent a lot of, obviously invested a lot of time and effort over eight, nine years in rebuilding an existing club and, and yourself who's obviously been fundamentally part of the Eagles and then obviously gave birth to the Steel Queens. Um, like, we've got the utmost respect for anyone who's who's willing to put themselves out there and do something to benefit others around them by, by setting up a club and and putting the time and effort into it. I know I know obviously it's not just him by himself and it is a committee of people, but like uh, a tip of the hat to those people in terms of it, it takes a lot of doing and it takes a people people don't realise till they've done it, do they, how much like of an emotional investment it is to, to go through something like what they're doing right now. Yeah. I mean my my only complaint is he's far too eloquently spoken for for uh, for, Glasgow. Be, for Glasgow. So like you never you know, you never got. Ah, we pure started the hockey club in that, eh? No, we never got any of that. Um, we, it was, uh, it was, it was very, it was very clear, which was, which was unusual. But um, uh, does he have a translator for when he's talking to any of the? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I know, I know a few of them. Obviously, uh, 
Ashlyn Rafters on that that committee as well, and uh, she's she's uh, in one year a bit of a BIHA ledge for going so viral in that that interview <laughs> from Pierre Mackey last year. Um, that uh, we uh, we know we know that they're in good hands, having spoken to Oliver as well. So, um, good luck to the Stags, except when you play the Beagles um, in this upcoming game. And uh, that's what we'll. We'll finish on Nick. Just a little bit of news for you. You may not be. This may not have been on your radar. Uh, but at least for one night only, the Beagles are back, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, so the the Stags were looking for a friendly in their first part of the, the you know first half of the season. Yeah. Um, so we've put together a Beagles team uh, with some sort of Eagles players. Uh, um, that are, you know, not the top, top, top Eagles players, perhaps. Um, and uh, some of the Steel Queens, um, a couple of a couple of BI, uh, BHA alumnus that are registered are registered because um, they're training and stuff. Um, so, yeah, Beagles are playing uh, the uh, the Stags uh, in an upcoming an upcoming friendly in the 2nd of December. So that should be should be interesting. That's incredible news. That's that's excellent. Yeah, and the hope is that we'll I'll be able to use that as a stepping stone to sort of start promoting people, maybe getting them back in in touch. Ice time might be a difficulty, but we might look at doing it some way where they're maybe going skating and training ball or something just to um to get them going and, and then maybe maybe we'll have hopefully maybe we will get Beagles team in nationals. Yeah, that's well, the, that's put, it, put it this way, something is better than the current nothing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're at least we're not getting a full a full on beagle's woof, but maybe a little a little whimper at the moment. There's a there's a new puppy in town. Yeah. Okay, Nick. Um, on that note, um, it's been great talking to you, and I think uh, people have probably heard our voices enough. But we do hope please get involved in these charities. Um, you know, contact Glasgow, let them know that you think they're all right, and uh, and uh, if you want to go to Vera Mackey, make sure you get in touch with Nick or I. Thanks very much, guys.